Hello everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of Baatein Putan Kahi Si. So today we have a 23 year old guy who is author, TEDx speaker, social influencer, entrepreneur and content creator and most especially this guy has proved everyone wrong. So meet the amazing diabetic chef Mr. Harsh Kedia. Hello Harsh. Hi Maxwell, how are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Just passing days in the lockdown. <laughs> I guess it's the same with everybody. Yes. So, so, thank you so much for the warm introduction and welcoming me to your show. I'm really honored to be here. Yes, yes. I'm honored to uh to bring you your for a for our audience for our listeners. So, uh how is quarantine treating you so far? Like though I'm getting uh, some of the glimpses on the on Instagram on your social media, but still I want to know more what you're doing these days. Uh is there something coming up after this lockdown and and what what else? Hmm there is a very interesting question and you sort of have an idea of what's going on but I'll still share it. So essentially <laughs> we're launching our first and exclusive range of diabetic chocolates in India. Okay. Mm. So that is one part of it. There's a lot of other fun stuff coming up apart from just the chocolates we're planning to sort of do information drives, donations and a lot of different things. uh towards the welfare of diabetics uh coming up with a new brand altogether working on a lot of stuff initially the lockdown was quite difficult to sort of balance life with because first one two months it was extremely difficult to stay indoors stay in the same sort of four walls of the house and not be able to sort of breathe from like any sort of air from outside to go out of your house that i was usually mm-hmm. used to sort of stepping out and traveling and meeting my friends So initially thoda difficult tha but abhi it's much better and you know how it goes the whole idea of ghar pe baithe baithe kya kare so initially i tried <laughs> painting i tried learning the guitar and then i tried like i used to play a lot of games on my nintendo and then i used to play a lot of games on my laptop read a lot but eventually when i realized that things are not going to get very easy very soon i sort of started working on my own thing all over again and mm. one recommendation to everyone is that this is the best time to sort of introspect and check up on yourself take care of yourself because this is a lockdown it's not who's going to be the most productive person contest so just take care of yourself which is the most important than just trying to prove other people wrong and working towards something i mean it works very differently for different people so for me uh, first is self care and then sort of working on things So I think yeah that's just been the pattern that I followed for myself and I don't know how it's going to be in the future but mm-hmm. yeah that tell me what what do you do Maxwell how is your lockdown been what do you do on a regular basis So uh, like the most productive thing which I'm doing in these days is I've started my own podcast right I guess about which I have told you earlier as well right 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 correct So oh, so maybe this is the one thing which i'll always remember if anyone mm-hmm. ask me that what what i have done in my uh, in in these days 
right so i have something uh, not not uh, i'll say productive but something to make myself more comfortable with these things right uh and yeah spending time with my family um mm-hmm. like getting people uh, like knowing them more uh, deeply and yeah right. that's all <laughs> and working as well i'm sure so this is like a very great time to connect with family and this is the longest time i've sort of spent with my family as well in like the longest like in years probably like when i was traveling when i was studying in pune i don't mm. think i've spent so much time uh with my family prior to now and now that we are doing it it's been a five five and a half months since i've been at home and yes. yeah like we've spent so much time together dinners lunches um changed the patterns understanding mm. what our parents actually feel about things conversations uh just heart to hearts so yeah, yeah that's another very true thing and we have that's happened uh, like we we share uh, like we both share the same thing like we are cooking most of the time at yeah, home now yeah. so yeah i'm quite enjoying the cooking yeah food is therapeutic like cooking food is just another therapy altogether like being in yeah. the kitchen making food for yourself making food for others mm-hmm. it gives another joy altogether to yes. individuals to us so yeah you're right yes. absolutely yes 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 so uh harsh like i know your story already like what what is your story and uh, like what's like from which circumstances have you came to so far so uh, right. i want you to tell our listeners that your journey from ordinary guy to a diabetic chef harsh kedia so what is this it all about and uh, how was the journey so i'll be very candid i'll be very honest about it so this whole lockdown has sort of helped me to introspect and think about how it was growing up um my mother her friends have soon spoken to me and like you know we've just had conversations very hard to hard where we realized that i was never this person would you believe it if i told you i was introverted i would never talk to random people i would always be with my family i would not be comfortable in talking to other people and i would always be reserved i would not mm. appreciate the idea of you know talking to other people and i would just be in my own zone all the time so that is literally who i was while growing up and then they see the starting change in me from being an absolute introvert to an extrovert and to talking to so many people or uh, and not just public speaking but in general also talking to people does not naturally come to all of us like yes. even today as much as you think i might be an extrovert i still feel very much of an ambivert like i am selectively out there talking to people but otherwise it is still a little difficult for me to go out there and talk to people and sort of make conversations although like i can do it on stage but not on a one on one basis right so yeah. that is one part apart from that uh, growing up has been very different because i was put from like a situation where everything was so secured around me like hmm. family school traveling uh everything like tuition classes and like everything was paid for and everything was together and suddenly i was i was in college and things were different i had to manage my expenses i had to take care of myself my security and all of that so i think college has played a major part in my uh, development as an individual 
uh, traveling, going to competitions and uh, participation. Uh, I was never this active in my school time in competitions and like a lot of different things. I was a very ordinary shant bachcha in school like I would of course be a rebel in class but otherwise I was not very whimsical and very you know demanding. Yeah. Like I was shant I was theek hai ki ha ho raha nahi ho raha to theek hai. I was never like nahi mere ko ye aise chahiye nahi mere ko wo waise chahiye kind of a kid. Yeah. <laughs> um also when I traveled I learned a lot about people a lot about things. I became more aspirational. Like the more hmm. I traveled, I wanted to explore more. Like I first went to Goa in 2017. Like people go to Goa when they're younger and stuff. I went alone for the first time in 2017, and hmm. I loved it. I loved being on the beach. I loved not having family, family around. I loved spending like an entire day at the beach and you know doing things myself. Yeah, going to random cafes and eating at night, learning how to drive the scooter. around goa and doing random things going to the church on sundays and a lot of different things then i went to bali and then i went to sri lanka so exploration happened while growing up traveling is one thing then interacting with a lot of people taught me a lot about like life like i've met a lot of people with privilege i met a lot of people who are underprivileged okay and when you meet people from different facets of life it teaches you a lot about them Yes. Like when I was traveling to different parts of the country to villages and stuff I have lived in villages to sort of know what they go through Like there are a lot of places in India like this comes from a place of privilege of course but when I wanted to have chips so the first substitute you think of from Lay's is Balaji right Yeah but in these villages they don't even have Balaji I'm talking about a very basic example Yeah For like milk, it's a very different scene. You have to go around two kilometers to get your milk. Even for water, for that example, you have to go to the pump, pump out water, come back. Uh, air conditioners are a different luxury. You don't have fans properly. Exactly. So a lot of things, a lot of different things. Um, and apart from that, you know, uh, reading a lot. Earlier, I used to read about fiction. I used to read about a lot of stories and stuff like that. But when I started growing up. I started reading about technology, entrepreneurship, business, or uh, meeting the right kind of people. I started working mm. at the age of seventeen, sixteen or seventeen, and when I would work with people, they were thirty, thirty or forty years old, and I always aspired to be better than them or like them. So that sort of motivated me. Um, and apart from that, I think I still identify as a very ordinary person, like as a very ordinary mm. person in terms of how I am as an individual, like. I don't have any whims and fancies. I don't still mm-hmm. wear any expensive belts or shoes or whatever people think. Mm-hmm. I am the still I'm still the same kind of harsh who was 5 years back just that I know how to put my clothes properly. Like I can I am not going to be a fashion <laughs> disaster as I was at the age of 12, 15 and 16, 17 or even till 20. Now I can carry myself confidently and I think that's about it yeah like I still don't have the iPhone 12, 15 Pro or whatever it's called. I use my ordinary <laughs> phone. and it's great so my journey as a disabled child like i have a disability or i have a disease called diabetes right so yeah it has sort of taught me discipline it has taught me how to sort of avoid things without feeling bad about it how to say no or uh, mm. because when you get it very early in life you have to change you have to grow up adulting happens much sooner than you think 
सो नॉट गेटिंग फैसिनेटेड बाय और लूड बाय थिंग्स दैट पीपल आर डूइंग फॉर इंस्टेंस इफ पर्सन इज सिटिंग इन फ्रंट ऑफ मी नीटिंग अ टू बिग जॉइंट साइज ऑफ केक लाइक पेस्ट्रीज आई विल नॉट सिट एंड इंडल्ज बिकॉज आई नो माई लिमिटेशंस या so that and then uh, my parents have always taught me that um jitna pair ho utni chadar phalao true true so when someone buys a gucci versace louis vuitton or something and if i see it i should not be wanting to buy it but if i like something and i can own it then i should go for it so in that way yes. i'm pretty like understanding of my limitations and yeah mm-hmm. as a professional i'm sure like a lot of people do like my work um these do sort of people write to me that they look up to my work my entrepreneurial drive um they sort of like the kind of things that are happening around but to be very honest you have to love your work for other people to like it yes. so i have always loved my work like give it any kind of work i give it my 200% days and nights are not a calculative or uh, prerogative for my work you know what i'm saying लाइक दिन है रात है कुछ भी है सिक्सटीन आवर्स निकल गए एटीन आवर्स निकल गए कभी कभी थर्टी आवर्स लाइक नो स्लीप नथिंग ट्वेंटी how emotionally drastic uh, it like the journey was for you from a diabetic patient to a diabetic chef that's a very interesting question it was an emotional turmoil to be honest hmm like it felt like someone has taken the life out of me like mere mein se na kisi ne sab kuch le liya hai mujhse yeah like things are just disappeared the, you know the happiness has just dis, dis, like gone from my life initially of course it felt very weird and then for the hmm. rebellious kid that i was i was like nahi aisa nahi hai nahi aisa nahi hai nahi aisa nahi hai why are things like this why are things not like this and i would just get irritated at the smallest things that why are uh, people being why is god so mean to me or like you know mere sath aisa kyu ho raha hai hmm and then eventually while growing up i realized that it's not just me there are a lot of other people so when you are explained things when you sort of look at things outside of your house when you look at people's problems who are sort of suffering with the same disease disorder you realize that you are not alone in the uh situation so when i started reading about diabetes and i started understanding that there are a lot more people who are out there just in the same situation as i am I became more empathetic towards people and about like towards my own problems because the first step to sort of tackle any issue or like to sort of become better at something is to sort of acknowledge it because unless you acknowledge your problems yourself nobody can help you with anything 
Yes. So acknowledgement was one major major part of like growing up for me, where I had to sort of acknowledge my uh, issues, if I may call them. Uh, it was all about like how I would have to tackle my daily needs of food and sort of understand them, and only with acknowledgement I could move on. Like I'm not denying the fact that I did cry about it for a year secretly so that my parents don't feel bad. But I used to hide myself in like a room and I used to just be upset that I can't eat this, I can't eat that. Life is so problematic because imagine at the age of fourteen, fifteen, it's it's like एक दिन तुम bone meat आप पी रहे हो और दूसरे दिन तुम्हें बिना शक्कर skimmed milk मिल रहा है, which tastes disgusting. You're in school. Mm. You can't eat Maggi, you can't eat French fries, you can't eat burger, you can't eat pizza, you can't eat pasta, you can't eat most things. You have to eat jawar ki roti and like some weird brown rice with pani jaisi dal and like your sabzi tastes bland because masalas are not allowed. And mm-hmm. if you want to eat a sandwich, you're not allowed bread. So they give you some weird as almond flour bread. And at the age of fourteen, fifteen, you're not okay with it. Going to birthday parties, not eating. Um, It was all difficult. It was a journey, but then I decided to make it myself. I was like, "Screw this! I'm gonna make it myself and eat myself." So yeah, that's how it started as a transition from diabetic patient to a diabetic chef, and there's been no um, stopping it. Of course, I got a lot of hate from people questioning what the hell is a diabetic chef. My family was like, "Why do you want to be a chef? You come from such a privileged background. Why would a boy like you want to cook food?" A lot of that came in my way. But I feel um, fighting that was the real teacher for me, and sort of becoming a diabetic chef, self-taught, without any professional course and degree. As a diabetic chef, I was invited to Dubai this year, where I cooked with a couple of Michelin star sh- uh, chefs, and cooked in front of about two thousand people. Hmm. So it has been quite a journey, to be very honest. It has been a lot of learning. And I don't think I'd be myself as Harsh Kedia also if not for Diabetic Chef. I'd just be another boy in the crowd. I'd just be someone who's just in the rat race, in the rut of being, trying to be someone else. So yeah, I just feel people should not imitate and driving other people. They should just be themselves and save their identities. Yeah, um, and yeah. and. Yeah, this this teaches you a lot. Like you have to accept whatever it is, and you have to yeah. deal with it. There is yeah. no other option. Correct. So on that note, uh, when I like, I I just gone through your LinkedIn profile. Yeah. So <laughs> I just found this that you are the CEO of two companies, yeah. and you are the marketing head of one of the company. Like you are yeah. handling now total three companies. So, so yeah. like I came to know that time I was like, क्या 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 अरे मतलब at the age of twenty three you're doing so much that like it's, it's so something much. great. So how how it was like how it started and like this like this boom the boom creation and how did it happen? Um. Honestly, it was never a boom boom like situation. It never just happened. Hmm. It is a process. It's a journey. A lot of failure. A lot of mess ups. 
a lot of things happening around uh not knowing how to go about things figuring out everything yourself i was i never honestly asked for like financial backup from my family for any of the work i do maybe once i had asked for some money but a passion that i it's all self made so when you're doing it for yourself when you're working towards something you learn a lot hmm. so while in the whole learning process i ended up doing a lot for myself a lot for my community of diabetics um and yeah i guess it's been beautiful and that's how i've sort of reached a certain level from working alone to having teams of 20 30 40 people also uh and honestly ceo is just a tag that you have for yourself it's just how well you perform as a leader and i've never really taken these tags very seriously but just on a legal note that is what i have to carry mm-hmm. but i've never imagined that someone like at the age of 23 is doing something something big as you said that it's not easy but still at the age of 23 handling three companies something a uh, big achievement it like right. that is what i feel correct yeah so uh, harsh as a tedx speaker like you you go and speak with like with a lot of colleges and right. you, uh, right. and in a lot of conferences through tedx also so how uh, right. is your experience uh, with those things like um like giving a motivation to others so right. how does that feel um i'll be very honest with you so motivational speaking sort of feels very great it feels very empowering when you are on that stage and when you are trying to help people out in any capacity possible and when you are able to do so and when even one person is motivated by your work or like helped in any capacity possible you feel complete like at least i feel complete if out of 1000 people also one person is like helped in any capacity possible like a lot of people when they find out i'm diabetic and on stage as a business person but i haven't mentioned anything wrong with my business because of my diabetes or any mishaps like my health causes which it does i'm sure like people know that uh, for people who know me very closely i'm sick half the time and it's not like sickness sickness i have like motions i have headaches i have low blood sugar levels i am weak something other th- other keeps happening but that does not stop me from working and that sort of empowers people that even with the healthiest minds and bodies you can do what you want without the super financial backups that people think that they need to become who they have to be your dreams and aspirations don't come with money they come with like hard work only and aspiration has no substitute yes so yes that's a little bit about motivational speaking and my two bits on that okay so uh, you recently launched your first book as a author uh, right. which name uh, journal of serial a serial entrepreneur yeah entrepreneur yeah so um, tell us about that like uh, what was the reason and the motivation behind uh, that book and uh, like how that thought came in your, in your mind um so john love as ill entrepreneur came to me as like um okay so i have i was approached by a lot of young people who are like um wanting to start up and wanting to you know make their mark there hmm. 
like become people and become like certain uh, founders and become certain uh, how do I say this? They want to be someone, but they can't start. They're scared to start something of of their own. Okay. So I just thought that when you approach like a agency or when you sort of start working with someone big, they don't even consider you or your work. They don't give you bhao unless and until you are ready to pay a lot of money. And young people, young startups can't afford that kind of money, you know. Yes. So I thought I will compile all my efforts that I have taken over the last few years and I will sort of put it together into a book as a journal. So whatever mm-hmm. has helped me grow, I will help other kids and other people around the world grow. That's, that's and so that's sweet. how, yeah. So and that's how I did it. So instead of paying consultants thirty and fifty thousand bucks, just do it yourself. Oh, nice, nice. So, um, so like as you said that you are helping others and 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 stuff like that. Yeah. So I noticed two things recently, uh, with you like on your social media. that one issue which you raised during this lockdown is the language barrier right and another one is um you were trying to just motivate or just trying to uh console other people who are the same age of yours and who are entrepreneurs there and you right. were you were telling them that i like we know that this is a hard time but we have to be there we have to correct have to trust each other so So Absolutely. tell me, tell me about this, like about the first, uh, first issue and the second issue. So the first one has been like very pressing to me, as like it should. Like people have made fun of people because of their language and people the way they talk and all of that, and I feel it's quite stupid. Hmm. To be very, very honest, like why should you make fun of someone? because they can't talk like five sentences in english or they're not as fluent as you are i come from a family where like i know like two people out of 30 people from my father's generation who can actually speak or understand english hmm and two out of 30 is a very low ratio yeah and i think they're doing quite well for themselves yeah hmm Are you understanding what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. So, language, hai, like, language doesn't define you. No, it not at all. So, language cannot define you because. क्या हो सकता है यार language से? Your brain, your understanding is not by like the fluency of English. Hmm. Like people take English as like a quotient of intelligence. I'm sorry. Like after spending so much money, uh, that my parents have put in, I realized over the years that of course English has helped me quite a lot. But when I'm out of my own country, not everyone takes English so seriously. Like when I was in Dubai, half the things I would say a lot of people might not even understand or care about. True. So language is a very small part of, uh, like it's it's important, but it's not the only, uh. uh assessment criteria like a lot of people who are hired and working with us they don't speak fluent english but they're damn good at their job mm-hmm. i don't think someone who does coding on like python or someone who does coding on c++ and java needs a great fluency of english but they just have to be good at their work our True. designers 
don't need to goddamn know how to speak 55 sentences in english they just need to know how to use photoshop and corel draw that is sort of quite demeaning to people that is one issue the second one of our age is that we are in a pressure of the rat race of that our parents have put us in isko dekho ye kya kar rahi hai isko dekho ye kya kar raha hai look at this guy look at that guy a lot of parents put their kids against me in terms of comparatives hmm a lot of my cousins have been put ki ha isko dekho ye kya kar raha hai tum kya kar rahe ho life mein blah 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 but then i have a reverse question to them you have given your child so much liberty and so much money while growing up okay hmm. so did you put them under any sort of pressure or did you ask them since they were young to do certain things my parents always told me clearly that after a certain age you are by yourself if you want to buy certain things earn it for yourself so if you are giving your child everything and suddenly one day you tell your child ki nahi you have to earn for it it's not right are oh. you getting what i'm saying yeah so don't compare your child with another person because you don't know what background they come with you don't know like um the kind of uh, struggle they've gone through hmm and yeah i guess that's that's that Yeah, you can't and, compare my problem with someone else's problem. True, true, and 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 I guess uh, that should be uh, like highlighted by by everybody. Like we should start like like we should start from ourselves. Like we should not compare ourselves to others. Yeah, absolutely. Even though if we are doing something great or if we are not doing something great, mm. yeah. So. Uh, ऑन दैट लाइक हर शे सब मतलब बहुत सीरियस सीरियस हुआ तो टेल अस समथिंग अबाउट यूर कॉन्टेंट क्रिएशन लाइक आई एम सींग समूर वीडियोज ऑन इंस्टाग्राम तो हाउ डज दैट दैट कम फ्रॉम लाइक कैसे आता है you just look at something and you're just like okay this looks funny this seems funny and like you know and just i don't know just write it like you just put it out there yeah the matlab anyone does matlab aise serious harsh and uh, cut to it's like a funny funny harsh so it's something <laughs> like <laughs> mm, i mean everyone should have a balance hmm I don't understand the idea of being all serious and grumpy all the time. हाँ ठीक है seriousness है हाँ ठीक है तुम ये हो हाँ ठीक है तुम वो but have a little fun have a little you know chill and like I do believe in like having a lot of fun in general. I believe like just be yourself and I don't have just the serious side to me. Of course, like with work and a lot of responsibility, it comes in the seriousness. But apart from that, I think oh. there's always like a different side to someone, and my social media is not with a mask. Like I don't filter myself. I am who <laughs> I am, and this is who I am. If you like it, you follow me. If you don't like it, don't follow me. I'm okay with yeah. either. And we enjoy your co- content creation. Like we need some more from you. <laughs> I will try my best to. <laughs> so like I was sort of coming. I was showing you a video to my mom, and she was laughing so loudly. I'm really glad. Please give my love to Auntie. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, uh, so Harsh, uh, this show is all about the moments that uh, change your life. 
तो वॉट इज यूर वन सच मूवमेंट अबाउट विच इनिशियली यू वर कॉन्शियस एंड यूर यूर हेजिटेड टू टॉक अबाउट बट वेन यू लुक एट इट नाउ यू फेल्स फेल्ट ब्लेस दैट यू डेड इट दैट टाइम वॉट वॉज दैट वन मूवमेंट I'm sure you must so be having. Really, uh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of these um, times. Like, um, so I had gained a lot of weight by 12th standard or so, and um, I started wearing a lot of shorts, like oversized shorts, triple XL, three XL, two XL shorts. And hmm. one day, one of my uh, in-laws, like my sister-in-laws. Not my like my in-law, ni. I mean, my sister-in-law, my cousin's wife. Hmm. She told me that Harshi, why are you wearing this over over oversized uncle shirt? I said because I'm conscious of my body. Hmm. She said no, you look very good with a t-shirt also, like a nice printed t-shirt. I said no, I I don't want to look like that. This said I was conscious. She said no, and she gave me a t-shirt to wear. Hmm. And I wore it. And I was just pulling it here and there, pulling it here and there. She said, "Stop pulling it. You look fine. It doesn't look that bad." Hmm. So there's this whole societal pressure that we are put into, hmm. and we're sort of expected to, you know, conform to it. We're asked to like not wear certain clothes, or uh, we're we're told that your paunch is visible, your man chest is popping out, and you know, like this color doesn't suit you. Hmm. I would never even think about wearing pinks. But then after that day to today, I don't think I've ever stopped from buying certain clothes because of the pattern, color, or anything. <laughs> so, I think that has been the biggest change for me of sorts. Where, um, yeah, like embrace yourself. Like, don't fit into standards that society sets for you very high. Just do what you love. Like, I used to be really shy of wearing certain, like, even swimming costumes. Like I'd hmm. wear briefs and boxers and go to the swimming pool, but then I was like, "Screw this, man! I'm just hmm. gonna love myself for the way I am. Without a t-shirt, I would just jump in the hmm. swimming pool without feeling conscious." So these things have sort of changed very importantly in my life. Someone who has been a fat kid, someone who's been obese while growing up, will hundred percent agree and relate to this because yes. it takes one to know one. Yes. Yes. Um. So yeah, that's about it. So, uh, Harsh, um, on on the other side, like there are uh, there are our listeners who like who who must be knowing someone or the other who is suffering from a diabetes. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So so what what the message you want to give to the to all the listeners out there? I feel that being diabetic is not being so different, like. थोड़ा सा डिफरेंस है विच इज योर फूड हैबिट्स एंड योर मेडिसिन डिफरेंट एज एन इंडिविजुअल वेन इट कम्स टू योर डायबिटीज एंड इट्स ओके टू बीटल डिफरेंट इट्स ओके इट्स ओके टू बीटल डिफरेंट इट्स ओके टू सॉर्ट ऑफ हैव टू टेक दैट मेडिसिन इट्स ओके टू इंजेक्ट योर सेल्फ विद इंसुलिन एंड यू हैव टू विदाउट बींग शाय एंड you have a lot of people around you who can help you when you actually need it so don't feel so bad about being diabetic uh don't feel so uh lost and like you know 
defeated just embrace it you just make it a part of your lifestyle how you might have a headache that's how you have diabetes just that you have to treat it carefully and everything will be fine great so great. yeah that's it i think yeah hmm. so um so like um i guess we should uh we should summar up this uh interview sure but but but, but. um i will not let you go without um i just saw a, one video of yours on youtube where you are talking mm-hmm. about your mom i i saw that stand up of yours so right. if you can uh, talk something about that or something from that uh, stand up uh, we'll we'll just end up uh, this interview with that thing okay so um I share a very different bond with my mother than like most people might. She was my only friend growing up and I owe a lot of my success, a lot of who I am today to her. And yeah, like we fight like I don't know, I like we end up fighting quite a bit. <laughs> we end up screaming, shouting at each other. Uh and that's just a part of our love we have for each other. She and I both say this to each other that we love each other more than anyone in the world. So she's not just a part of my life. She's a major, uh, she's a major uh, contributor. She's a major influence. Hmm. She is. I am who I am because of her. So yeah, I hmm. think everything that I do today, everything that I have worked towards, she's really helped me, guided me. Hmm. Even though she wouldn't understand half things I would do, but she would always be there as my backup. Yeah. like you know encouraging me to do what i have to do and just be like just do it it's fine mm-hmm. you fall nine times the 10th time you'll get up and just go get it yeah so yeah that's a little so, of uh, how that was so so can you can you say say some lines from that or uh, from that stand up something if you if you remember anything from that um honestly it's been a while but वेन आई जब मैं घर आता था स्कूल से और स्कूल में कुछ गलत हुआ करता था तब मैं बिस्तर में लेट कर अपने पिलो में खुद को छुपा कर रोता था और मम्मी जानती थी ये बात बट उन्होंने कभी रिजेंट नहीं किया और उन्होंने कभी मुझे मेरे इमोशंस को हाइड करने नहीं दिया भले उस दिन बात नहीं होती थी बट आगे पीछे कभी ना कभी हमारा कॉन्वर्जेशन होता था एंड शी ऑलवेज मेक मी फील स्पेशल दैट आई एम लिटिल बॉय एंड आई एम हु आई एम एंड इट्स ओके शी डोंट लव मी एनी वे सो आई थिंक दैट्स ऑन द लाइन्स ऑफ वॉट इट वॉज आई थिंक सो Mm, I'm that, not very that, sure, but yes, that defines your bond with your mom. Yes. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. So on that note, I guess uh, uh, we have to leave now. No worries. It was so much fun um, being on was, this honest show with you. It was my honor to 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 call you on my show and to have you on my show. so thank you thank you so much for being on the show and um yeah keep inspiring keep motivating others 
lots of love i will and keep trying thank you so much maxwell i'm hoping and looking forward to connecting with you soon and yes if any of the listeners want to connect with me or speak to me you can reach out to me without any hesitation yeah and thank we you so need much to, guys yeah and we need to meet soon after this yes. ends chalo bye 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 myself thank you so much bye bye, bye. You thank you thank you guys